Well, it's time for Thursday's discussions. We're glad that you're here. Listen, this is DK Ministries. I am uh, Danny Smith, your Bible teacher for DK Ministries. We are glad that you are here. Uh, you can contact us at dspreacherman at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. It's easy to remember. Uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. We are also on Facebook, DK Ministries. You can send us a, a message on Facebook and uh, this particular day is the day we ask, we answer, try to answer, or give some some possible answers. I suppose some things have no one answer, as you know, as I know. Uh, but this is the day we try to answer some of the questions we've been asked in the last few days. And boy, we were asked a lot this week, and we're trying to um, whew, decide which ones to discuss. And thanks for all the questions. By the way, uh, if you have a question you'd like us to try to answer, or mention, or talk about in our Thursday's discussions, if you'll contact us at the times and at the places we have mentioned, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all our case, or on the Facebook, DK Ministries, or my personal uh, Facebook page, message me there, uh, uh, Danny Smith. And this is, this this discussion will probably be posted at some point on uh, on my story. Uh, we do that from time to time. More times than not, we try to do that because we want to get the message out as much as we can. Uh, so it'll be on my personal Facebook, but it only stays there for an hour, but you can always find it on Anchor, where we record uh, these podcasts. We're so appreciative of Anchor. They have allowed us to do these podcasts. They give us no grief and, and um, <laughs> don't interfere. Now, they are somehow connected to Spotify, and I don't know exactly how I don't understand how that works, but they are connected to Spotify, and Spotify is where most people who listen to the podcast Listen, we have we are on many platforms, uh, but we hear mostly Spotify and Apple uh, that people listen to. And I don't know if anybody really listens to Anchor or not. Uh, well, I guess some do because we get that report. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, we get a few who listen to Anchor, but most of the people listen to Spotify. You should know. Uh, that we have no way of knowing who's listening to the podcast unless you listen on Anchor, because Anchor uh, counts them for us, unless it's not many people have heard a particular podcast on that platform, but they don't give us numbers from anywhere else, and the other platforms don't send numbers, and so the only way we really know uh, people are listening is what Anchor tells us, and so that's all the fluff stuff, that's all the things we have to tell you, you say, Brother Danny, use that term all the time, I know, but next time God gives me another one, we'll move on to that, but till that, uh, I, you know, you listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, they talk about that, they try to hide it, sneak it in, and all that kind of stuff, but they're professionals. I'm just me, and we're going to deal with it as we deal with it. Now, listen, as I said, we are dealing with some questions we've been asked this week, and some really good questions. In fact, this morning, I've just been doing a little research and uh, making sure that my shoot-from-the-hip answers would have been correct, and, uh, well, they would have been close. <laughs> You know, because some of the questions are, they really do not have one definitive and final answer. And and a lot of times we just shoot from the hip. So I try to take a little time uh, at some point in the week and start beginning to research these questions. And once again, thank you to, the, to those who have asked questions. If you have asked questions in the past, please continue to do so. If you've asked this week, please continue uh, to do that. Okay, let's get back. The first question I was asked, or the first question we're going to talk about, uh, we have a we have a listener who has been I mean reading and studying God's word. I'm so proud of them, and and we we communicate back and forth a lot. And they are boy, listen, they are keeping me on my toes, and they are helping me uh, go back and, and and reflect on some things that perhaps I haven't thought of in a long time. And I really appreciate that. But the, the question that they had 
this week, or one of the questions I had this week, actually, uh, had to do with lions eating people in the Old Testament. Yes, it happened a couple of times. And by the way, I found out today that lions um, were mentioned 55 times in the Bible, more than dogs are mentioned. And um, boy, that's, you say, well, how many times were dogs mentioned? Don't know, don't care, didn't, didn't, didn't bring that number. <laughs> Not in all honesty, I should have looked it up, but just because I knew that you, I guess I just realized you'd want to know, but I was so focused on lions. But anyway, lions are mentioned 55 times. And in the Old Testament, there are some uh, mentions of them eating folks. And the question was, well, does that always represent, you know, Jesus, the lion, the tribe of Judah, and, and all, you know, all the, all the implications there? Well, uh, the question came from, I believe, 1 Kings 13, 24 through 28. Where uh, where a lion ate a man, and uh, the lesson there seems to be about complete obedience. The prophet did not obey God. The prophet who had been sent by God did not completely obey God. He I, I, this is one of those stories. Go back and read it. It blows my mind what this guy did. He let somebody else talk him into disobeying God when God had spoke to him very clearly not to do something, and he did it anyway. And then I think about how we do the same thing, and I go, oh, okay. It just reminds me, human nature has not changed. Okay, get back to answering the question. Yes, lions are often, <clears throat> often uh, are, are meant to talk about, uh, are point to God's strength and, and, and Jesus and all these things. However, it is not necessarily clear and not necessarily stated and not necessarily something that a lot of people spend a lot of time on, connecting the cases of uh, of the lion uh, eating that particular prophet, you know, standing for all kinds of theological truths or teachings or things like that. Now, that doesn't mean it didn't have that significant. It doesn't mean it at all, in fact. However, as I have told you many, many times, in my seminary experience, one of my professors, my professors drilled into our heads that when it comes to Bible interpretation, and this is important to remember because there's so many wild interpretations of things out there, but when it comes to Bible interpretation, the simplest explanation is typically the best explanation. And so the simple explanation here is, yes, if there is a lesson to learn from that prophet in 1 Kings 13, it's the importance of obeying God. And when we don't obey God, complete obedience, not partial obedience, hey, there's a price to pay. And he paid the ultimate price for his disobedience. Great question. I hope that answers it. You say, well, Brother Danny, you didn't say it absolutely did or didn't. Well, that's because the Bible doesn't say that it did. Now, for example, you go to the book of Daniel and you see the lions there whose mouths were shut. And boy, you could make a lot of a lot of things there. You can make a lot of implications there. And yet the Bible doesn't give you uh, particulars on whether this meant this, this meant that. Daniel was protected by the hand of God. Daniel was blessed by the hand of God. And, and so I don't know that you can Dig into the experiences of lions in the Old Testament, where they eat and the prophet protected them. <laughs> you know, the, the prophet who disobeyed, or protecting the, you know, the man of God who did his best to obey. I don't know that you can spend a lot of time building theologies on those things, which is really what what I want to address today. And I just think we need to remember the importance of obeying God. A second question was asked about prayer, some of the prayers in the Old Testament. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's many more prayers in many ways, more personal prayers listed in the Old Testament, discussing the Old Testament than the New. It is true that often Paul included prayers in his writings. It is also true that, you know, Jesus taught us how to pray in the model prayer. It is also true that in the New Testament, um, 
it's very clear that Jesus was a prayerful individual and often prayed. And, and, and it is also true that the Bible teaches us that, that we should, you know, pray without ceasing. Uh, the men should always pray and not faint. There's all these things. But in the Old Testament, and this too is, well, I got to be honest with you, is another one of those great questions. In the Old Testament, some of the prayers that are mentioned and written and recorded and passed along to us often include really testimony of God's goodness and faithfulness and experiences of of of, of what people have had with God. And, and the question was, well, do people do that today? And if not, why not? Uh, I'm kind of adding that part. I don't think that part was added, but to me, it seemed to be implied. And I thought about that long and hard. And well, that doesn't, I don't know, <laughs> and I could be wrong, and you may want to email me, uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, and say, hey, you can find this right here in the Bible. Now, if you want, if you have somebody who comments on something like this, that's not the same as the Bible. Send me the article, send me the link or whatever. I'd be glad to read it. But the truth is, just taking the question at its, you know, at its basic foundation, the Bible never tells us or commands us, or instructs us, to my knowledge, as I understand, uh, in our prayers to, quote-unquote, use him as testimony time. However, I find that a lot of people do that. A lot of people that are aware of what God has done and God is doing, uh, they will do that. I've heard it in churches. I've heard it uh, in uh, Sunday school classes and youth activities, youth camps. Uh, Man, listen, I can't tell you. Uh, We used to go to youth camp all the time, whether it be uh, a place called Centrifuge early in my ministry or or go tell camp in in the last years. And I can't tell you how many times people would pray. And as they prayed, they really spent a lot of time testifying to what God had done maybe the night before, the morning before, or in in that particular camp. Uh, Rig Gage, uh, which leads Gotel, great, great ministry there. Love that camp. I would recommend if you're looking for a camp to take your young people there. Uh, if you want to hear the, you know, the word of God and the truth of God. Now, I'm not knocking any other camp. I'm just saying they have a great one. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Well, I can remember many a time as he prayed, uh, in camp, it would be a testimony time with people, you know, where he would talk about what people's done, what's happened, how, what God is doing, bragging on God. Jim Henry, some years ago, when I was in seminary, and I've, I referenced this uh, uh, sermon of his in chapel many, many times. So, you know, don't turn your deaf ears. It has so many applications. But he, he, he made the point that we should never, ever, 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 ever shy away from bragging on God, bragging on the church, you know, pointing out the good things. Well, uh, I think sometimes in our prayers and, and even in public prayers, when it's quote unquote, you know, uh, acceptable, it's okay uh, to brag on God. It's okay to testify to God's goodness, grace, mercy, and his actions, his activity. Uh, but we should also confess our sin. We should also ask God's cleansing and all those other things. Sometimes in prayer, if you find yourself bragging on God, it's okay. If you find yourself looking, searching, and then trying to do probably not. But no, to answer my friend, I don't think we see as much as that in normal life, not because it doesn't happen, but because we don't notice it. I think it's one thing to read it and another thing to hear it. And I think most of us do not spend time in examining the prayers uh, that people pray when they are verbalized, but when we read them, they seem to uh, stick with us more. Years ago, here's, I'm just going to make this comment about prayer and I'll move on. I hope that answers the question. I do think, and, and if it does, let me... <laughs> Let me get a little clearer. People do testify in prayer today. Maybe not. Uh, it just doesn't stick out. Let me say it that way, I think, as much as it does when we read them. Because sometimes, and, and this is right, 
when people are praying, we too should be praying and in a spirit of prayer. And so sometimes we're not focusing on necessarily what they say, but we're focused on who they are saying it to. And I think that's good, great, awesome, and terrific and wise to do that. But anyway, let me say this. I think what happens when people read their prayer sometimes, that catches our attention. I'll give you one example. Years ago, I was in a meeting, and this was years ago. I was in Baton Rouge at the time, and I was on staff at Greenwell Springs Baptist Church as an associate pastor. That was a title you don't hear much anymore, but back when I back when I first began, that was the popular title. Everybody got that title, and basically, my title meant I did everything the pastor didn't want to do. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I was told one time, "You do realize your job is to do whatever uh, your, uh, Brother George didn't want to do." He was our pastor. I said, "Well, no, I, I don't know that I really knew that when I, you know, when I accepted the position, but I've come to see yes." It's <laughs> indeed what I'm here for. But uh, we had a person come in, and I, I can't remember what the meeting was. I can't remember why he was there. It was some kind of meeting, and it could have been an associational meeting or something like that. But I never forget, he'd come to the stage, have no clue why he was there, why he was chosen to pray. And so, you know, he says, let us pray. And so, well, speaking for myself, I'm assuming everybody else in the, in the room in the auditorium, Bowed my heads, bowed our heads, and uh, waited for him to pray. And then we started to hear the crumpling of paper. Uh, you know, the sound, I'm not going to do it. It's uh, <laughs> being unfolded. And yes, I looked. Okay, I confess, I looked. And he had reached into his coat pocket to grab his prayer and read his prayer. And I'll have to be honest with you. I don't remember a single thing he prayed, but I thought, my goodness gracious, pray from the heart. Now, I assume that what he was trying to do was construct a prayer that was appropriate for the situation. But speaking for this individual who remembers this, which is close now probably to uh, 35, 40 years, I don't know, somewhere along that. Oh, my gosh. He would have been much better off to just have prayed from the heart. So let me say this. If when you pray, you find yourself testifying in all of God's goodness and grace, awesome and terrific, sometimes you just need to get some stuff out of the way. Just lift it up to the Lord and say, hey, Lord, I thank you. I love you. I praise you. I thank you for this. Thank you for that. Man, you did this. You did that. I, I think that's, I, sometimes that's getting that out of the way and sometimes that's what we need to do. And as we do that, they call that brainstorming and writing. One of the things I learned early at LSU, one of the great lessons, in fact, I learned at LSU. I'm very proud of my degree at LSU. First, I earned it. Uh, secondly, uh, I had to pay for it. <laughs> and it, it meant something to me. I'm not saying I didn't get any help at all. That would not be true. I did have people help me. But Kathy and I, uh, oh, gosh, those were the days. Let, let me tell you, at one side, we were so poor. We were so poor. We were so broke. Uh, when we went to LSU, and, and in many ways, one reason we've never really recovered financially because of education years, but what we would do when the semester was over, we'd go to Ralphie Cacoos in, in Baton Rouge, and we would get hush puppies, <laughs> and then we would share bread pudding, and uh, yes, we would share it. We would get a bowl, so we'd have the order of hush puppies they bring out. And then we'd share bread pudding, and that would be our big celebration as the semester is, you know, has been over. We've enjoyed the time in between, and we're going back. You say, that doesn't sound like much. Well, it, it's not in some ways, but in looking back, some of our greatest memories are of those meals uh, when we 
because of our call into the ministry and because of our lack of finances, we had just great peace and we're thankful that we could at least go to Raffin Kaku's and have bread pudding and, uh, and hush puppy. You said, what did you really have to eat? Oh, we'd eat a sandwich at home, I guess, or a sandwich you get back or something. Maybe we'd, get, you know, maybe we'd go to McDonald's and get a hamburger. Uh, but those were great days. And God was so good in those days. And yes, well, I'm not praying. I'm thanking God for his goodness. Okay. Uh, let's do the questions. Uh, the last question uh, that we're going to deal with today uh, are, are groups who are trying or who are often choosing to use only parts of the Word of God. And your Facebook perhaps isn't like my Facebook. My Facebook has become filled with these Christian groups, quote unquote, and I'm not saying they are and I'm not saying they're not. I don't know, don't know their hearts. But they really seem to be choosing this part of that part of the Word of God, leaving this part of that part out. And recently, a friend of mine stopped me for a moment and said, hey, what about these groups? And and the particular group he talked about, uh, they want to slice out a large portion of the New Testament and call it unnecessary. And um, well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Jesus said that a lot of things are going to pass away, but his word will never pass away. The Word of God gives us the whole counsel of God, and I've never found anything in God's Word that we need to do away with. Some of our problem is we depend too much, and this is my answer here, on our contrived theological systems and not enough on the goodness, the grace, the power, the strength, than an errant God of the universe. When I was in seminary, there was then, as there is now, Discussions about, you know, what to believe, how to believe it, which theological system was correct. And I'll never forget, when I was in seminary, you were either in one camp or another for everybody. I mean, you were either this way or that way. And neither way seemed right to me and still don't today. And and one of those who was really a hardliner about one camp, what camp, you know, are you and he would name his group. You say, you're not naming the groups. No, I'm not. The names are still around. Sometimes they change, but they're still around. But that's not the point here. But he, he asked me in a very almost demeaning voice, are you a, and then he would ask me. And I told him, no, I'm a Christian. And boy, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you talk about a preacher getting red-faced at another preacher. Well, I still have the same answer today. I do not fit, I do not belong to this theological system or that theological system. I believe the whole counsel of God, from cover to cover, word to word, I believe everything the Bible says. I may not understand it all, and I certainly can't explain it all, but I believe the Word of God. And so if you're going to come to me and talk with these camps, I would tell you first, hey, don't worry about the theological camp. Men try to create. Think about the grace God has given. And in that grace, He has given to us a Word, a Word that is inerrant, infallible, inescapable in its revelation of what we need to do and the only way to do it. There is, by the way, according to God's word, and it is true, no other other name given to us among men whereby which we must be saved. And that is the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And I'll never buy into any camp or any belief that demeans or diminishes the grace and the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'll never buy into camp that says this one can't be saved or a camp that says, well, this one is saved before he believes in Christ. I will only believe in a camp that says... 
Nothing is impossible with God. Okay. By the way, it's Easter. I hope if you've been out of church, you're making your plans to get in church today for Sunday. We're going to celebrate. I, I think I, I can just not imagine the excitement that so many people are going to have because last Easter, almost nobody were in their, were in their buildings for Easter. So I can, And if they were, they just had a small crowd. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like to be there Sunday morning. And I hope that you'll find you a church. You say, my church, I love my church, but I, they're not social distancing. I just don't feel safe, even with a mask. Okay, find one that, that you know, can social distance. For example, if you're in the Macomb area, come visit with us at South Macomb Baptist Church, 11 o'clock Sunday morning. We don't have a problem with social distancing. So come join us and you can you can sit and have plenty of space. If that's what you choose to do, we're going to let you have it. We don't pass the offering plate. We have the, the offering plates by the door. We don't unfortunately have that fellowship time that I miss so much. I didn't realize how much I'd miss fellowship time to this. But you can social distance. You can wear your mask. You can do whatever you want to do to be safe. Just come worship Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's how I'm going back to church 11 o'clock where I'm in a pastor. However, as much as we'd love to see you, this isn't a, a ploy to get you to attend that church. This is DK Ministries podcast. This isn't connected in that respect to South Macomb Baptist Church. It's just a reminder, get to God's house Sunday. And if you got a, don't have a place to go, a place you don't feel comfortable, come visit with us. We'll be glad to see you. Praying for you. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. This has been Thursday's discussions. I hope they were worthwhile. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned something. Remember, you can contact us at dspreacherman at gmail.com, all or case. If you want us to go further, if you have a comment or uh, an article or a book or uh, send it to us, we'll read it. Be glad to do that. Uh, get your questions ready for next Thursday and be in church Sunday. Don't forget, Jesus Christ is Lord and always will be. God bless you. Hope to see you soon. Praying for you.